94.7 Kumu Kokua because Kumu cares. Good morning. Right. Eight oh four. <laughs> on your right. She nodded me, so I thought I was supposed to go talk. So oh. I'm like, hey, good morning. How you doing? I beg your pardon. <laughs> but yes, it is indeed 804 on your rise and no drive. We got your Kumu Kokua segment. Uh, this is where we bring in Hawaii's biggest experts to talk about the issues that are concerning you during the COVID-19 uh, crisis. And right now on the phone, we have Steve Levins. He is the executive, of, uh, executive director of the Office of Consumer Protection for the state here to talk to us about fraud and mm. scams and people trying to take your money because people are panicking out about COVID-19. So good morning, Steve. Hello. Uh, good morning. Oh, there How he is. You? Hi. Hi. Hey, can you kind of like give us a lay of the land? Like what is happening in that area? With, like is Hawaii seeing scams and fraud happening to our consumers here? Uh, yeah, we, unfortunately, we're seeing scams, and we're seeing the same scams that are happening all around the country. And, and, you know, you just talked about these uh, stimulus checks mm-hmm. that are going to be coming in the next few weeks, and we're, we expect massive scams associated <gasps> with uh, stimulus mm. checks. Oh, no. Of course. What, so, what should people look out yeah. for? Like, how, how will people be scammed out of their checks? Well, first of all, you don't have to really do anything to get this money. The IRS is going to be calculating how much you're going to be getting. So, as you mentioned, it's going to be $1,200 for almost everybody. And then the people who earn higher wages are going to be getting less. Mm -hmm. But the key thing here is that you really don't have to do anything. The money's going to either appear in your account or you're going to receive a check. Mm But what's going to, what we've already seen happening are people are receiving emails or telephone calls mm. saying they have to do something to get this money. And mm. if you get anything like that, it's a, it's a huge scam. You don't have to do anything. And mm. the reason they're, they're contacting you is they're trying to rip you off with this money that belongs to you. And if you get something like that, you need to ignore it and report it. Okay, okay. Okay. Now, so what's happening? Are are in those scams related to the stimulus checks? Are they saying something like if you want your stimulus check, give us your information or pay us or something like that? Is that what they're saying? Uh, you know, there is there are so many different manifestations of this scam, but that's one of them. Mm. Yeah, they'll contact you and they'll ask you for your bank account information. So let's, you know, provide your bank account information so we can put it into your account directly. And what they're trying to do is steal money from you, not give it to you. Right, because the IRS should have your your bank stuff, right? The IRS is supposed to already have your bank information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you file electronically, yeah. Right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And and the other thing is you got to watch out that someone purportedly is emailing you from the IRS. The IRS isn't going to be sending you emails on this. Reach out to them. If someone is purporting to be from the IRS and they need this information, don't respond because invariably it's going to be a scam. The only reason they're trying to do this is they're trying to fish your personal information. So they may ask you for your social security number, for other kind of verification information, for your checking account uh, number, don't provide any of this personal information because if you do, bad things are going to happen. Mm. Again, mm-hmm. you don't really need to do anything. The money is either going to be showing up in your account automatically if the IRS has your 
account information, mm-hmm. or you're going to be receiving a check. That is if, <laughs> right there, just in that first minute or two of this interview. That is such valuable advice right there. I'm so glad we're talking with you, man, because people are going to otherwise get swindled out of their stimulus checks. Mm-hmm. Um, can you also, uh, Steve, can, and uh, I just read this business uh, insider report about coronavirus-related scams costing Americans $7 million during just the first few days of April, like the first nine days of April. We're talking about fake phone calls, emails price gouging, etc. Does that sound about right? Oh, I think it's probably a, a low figure. I think really? it's much higher. Oh, I wow. Think, you know, most, just, typically, most people don't complain when they've been ripped off. And uh, it's, it, I'm sure it's much higher than that. Mm. There's a lot of health fraud claims going on right now. Uh, you know, people, we had a case just last week in which we sent a cease and desist letter to a business over in Maui that was claiming that some sauna treatment was going to either prevent or cure the COVID-19 virus. A sauna uh, treatment? It's an absurd, yeah, it, it's an absurd claim, but these are the type of claims that are being made all over the internet right now. Uh, the federal authorities have taken enforcement actions against uh, a few companies for claiming that uh, Colloid of silver somehow is a cure-all. Remember that uh, preacher, uh, uh, Baker, who got in trouble in the late 90s? Jim Baker, Baker. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he he had this show going on, and he he was, and his guests were making claims that colloidal silver was going to cure the virus. Mm -hmm. Again, it's an absurd claim. You've got the best minds in the world working on this right now trying to find, one, a vaccine, two, treatment for it, and these alternative treatments are just not going to do it. Mm -hmm. And if you're gonna send your money to someone, first of all, you may not get the product who's making these these claims Mm -hmm. that these alternative treatments are gonna either prevent it or cure it. Mm -hmm. There's a chance you're not even gonna get it. And second of all, you know, you, you may get it, and it's not going to do anything, and it could be harmful to you. Yeah, yeah. So you really need to look out for these um, these claims that these these health claims that these characters are making that supposedly are going to either prevent or cure this COVID nineteen virus. Right, and 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 just to be clear uh, for our listeners, so what your office is saying is that there is no at this particular time there is no proven cure, there is no uh, yet tested and widely released vaccine, so don't get swindled. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is something that would everyone would find out immediately. I mean, like I said, the best minds in the world, the best scientific minds in the world are looking for for something that's going to protect us. And it's, it's not going to come from someone over in Maui who's, for instance, claiming that um, a spa, treat, spa treatment is going to prevent this from happening. Mm. Just a ridiculous claim. Mm-hmm. Steven, sorry, I'm thinking of our boss. Uh, uh, Steven, um, just out of curiosity, uh, how long have you worked for the department and uh, uh, how long have you been seeing stuff like this? Well, I've, I've dedicated my career to consumer protection. I've been 
with, uh, I've been doing consumer protection since 1990 here in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a long time. I, I, my hair was a different color when I started doing this. <laughs> now, would you say that, uh, and I had a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, it seems like people are getting better at it. I mean, I hate to say this, but they are, I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting emails on the daily. And I know friends of mine are as well, uh, that look like they're from Amazon that look like they're from PayPal. Mm -hmm. um, and if you right. don't take the time to take a look at the byline of the email, you'll go, oh, sure. Wow, they've locked my account. Okay, I better click on this, uh, yeah. uh, this link. And boom, it's done, right? Yeah, that, that's, that's a really good point. Uh, if you get any email that's unsolicited, meaning it just comes to you out of the blue, and they're, they're asking you to click on a link, don't do it, because they're either gonna be trying to put malware on your computer or uh, you know a virus on your computer, or they're fishing for personal information, and they may be offering you something that, um, you, first of all, you're not gonna get, and second of all, giving them an opportunity to get into your, your bank accounts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The best okay. thing to do is if is you take the initiative. If you have a question for for the IRS, you contact the IRS. The IRS is not going to be contacting you in these type of situations. Mm -hmm. If someone wants your social security number, the uh, online you get an email. It's invariably going to be a scam. If someone wants you to pay for something, say they want you to pay taxes or fees and they say to you, oh, uh, can you get me uh, these uh, pay by iTunes cards or you know, Google Play cards or some other kind of gift cards that you purchase at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. It's a clear scam. Don't mm -hmm. ever, ever pay for something that someone is supposedly giving to you or prizes or anything else like that. I've, I've been talking about this for years now, and people still get scammed on it. Yeah. But if, uh, if you go to the grocery store um, and you, you, you buy a gift card to pay for something, you're going to get ripped off because those things are virtually impossible to trace after you give them the, the codes mm -hmm. which last for. And you'll get ripped off. Yeah. Is that why so, they... Is that why they they pick on the seniors. It, it seems like that's sort of the the people they go to the most, uh, where they do these scams well, of okay, go and pick up like three hundred dollars worth of gift cards, send me the codes, and then you know you're safe. That kind of thing. Yeah, I mean there are a lot, there are a lot of seniors that get victimized because of this, but it's not only seniors who get victimized. Young people get uh, victimized. Uh, professionals get victimized. I know of professionals who have been scammed who, uh, for various, uh, through check scams and other things along those lines. The thing about seniors is uh, they're usually uh, targeted because they have, I mean, I'm, I'm generalizing now, but you know, they're a lot of them are retired, they have an income mm -hmm. in their home, so they're, they have an opportunity to engage them, either be these be the telephone or online and the, the crooks know this and that's one of the reasons they do that oh golly 
I wonder if they're also, you know, like, uh, so I'm looking at the uh, uh, Department of Commerce and Consumer Affairs website talking also about bogus door-to-door tests and sales happening. Are we seeing that very much in Hawaii as well? People actually coming to the door trying to do, like, home sanitation or, or you know, uh, uh, disinfection and that sort of thing? Well, fortunately, we haven't seen much of that so far, but that's on our website for the purpose of alerting people in case it does happen. Okay. It's coming to your door, supposedly um, helping prevent this virus by taking your test. Do not engage them. Slam the door in their face because they're trying to rip you off or they're trying to do something else up to no good. Mm -hmm. I was on a call recently. This is this was just totally shocking and, and bizarre. In Louisville, Kentucky, mm-hmm. there was a bogus test site that was set up, believe it or not. Oh. They had these characters. They were dressed up in painters' outfits, you know, painting clothes, uh-huh. a little white. And they, they affiliated themselves with a, a church there, and they just started setting up some supposed test site to test people for the COVID-19 virus. I mean, that's how crazy you can get. But they so didn't know. In, car, in cars, uh-huh. waiting in line, uh-huh. giving this these people their personal information. And by the time the authorities found out about it, mm-hmm. they were up and gone. And <gasps> who knows, they're on their way to Tennessee or some other place trying to rip off the next group of people. Oh, good grief. So these are the type of crazy things that are happening right now. It's bringing all of the bad people out of the woodwork to try to rip you off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they know in a few weeks that people are going to be getting $1,200. Right. You know, your couple getting $2,400, and they want that money. They'll do whatever they can to try to get that money from you. Yeah. So everyone just needs to be on guard, not give anybody your personal information, not give anybody your banking account information, not give anyone your social security numbers. Um, If someone is contacting you, claiming they're from the Social Security Administration, the Mm -hmm. IRS, uh, you know, they're from Medicare, it's not true it's going to be a scam and these are the type of things we're seeing right now and it's you know it's not only on the internet we're seeing robocalls so these are the automatic dialer type of calls Mm -hmm. we're receiving um, uh, telephone calls there was one recently that's been going around saying you know mr so-and-so this is the social security administration your social security payment um, is uh, there's been a fraud alert on it? We need the last four digits of your social security. I think I've received that one. Call us with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the reason they they want the last four is because up until very recently, the first three digits of your social security number uh, was correlated to where you applied for social security. So mm-hmm. if you're from Hawaii, you, you know, you got certain numbers. If you're from California, you got certain numbers and so forth. So they have pretty much guessed what the first three numbers are. If you tell them what the last three numbers are, uh, or last four numbers mm-hmm. are, all they have to do is figure out the, last, the, middle. The, the middle two numbers, and they got your social security number. Wow. Mm. So don't, you know, don't give any of these numbers to anybody who calls you. 
That's well, it's crazy. hard because now you know, this is valuable information. Yeah. yeah oh, definitely. Uh, well, it's hard, I think, because a lot of people are asking for our last four digits of our. You know, you got banks asking for the last four digits to identify yourself at the bank. You got people, um, yeah, uh, on the regular, sort of asking for the last four. And even as uncomfortable as I feel about doing that, they go, "No, no, no, it's fine. Don't worry. Uh, it's not a scam." And you go. Okay, uh, I mean, I understand it. Well, and, and some of it, too, it is. They, they aren't a scam. It's an actual company that you're calling for these things. But once you give the information, it's out there. And so just, I don't uh, know. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, you know, banks obviously are uh, ha- probably already have that information and they're using it to, ver- to verify your identity. Mm-hmm. So and in that, in that case, other, that would be legitimate, uh, you know. Yeah, but, but mm-hmm. again, you need to be careful because someone calls you from a local bank. How do you know that that's, uh, that's the local bank? People right. are, people, these criminals will lie. And right. they'll say, oh, I'm from, I'm from this bank, and you know, there's an issue with your account, and we want to verify some information. If you get any kind of call like that, unsolicited, what you need to do is hang up, and call the bank yourself and ask them mm. if they have tried to contact you. And you'll find out that they haven't, that it's just someone trying to pull a scam on you. Right-o, right-o. Now, Stephen, if you're a victim of one of these, or actually if you're worried that you know your parents are a victim or something, uh, or you get one of these emails or calls, do we contact you directly to say, hey, by the way, I just got one of these things? Because I just never know what to do with them. I get, you get so many a day, mm-hmm. um, these scams off email. I mean, I, I've got like 10 sitting in my inbox right now, probably, um, that I, I'm not sure what to do with all of these. Yeah, the, the best thing to do is you can contact the Office of Consumer Protection and forward them to us. And you also forward them to the Federal Trade Commission because it gives us an indication about what's out there mm-hmm. and what's sort of hot in Hawaii and, and across the country so we can warn people about these types of scams. Okay, so okay. What is that email? Unfortunately, uh, I can provide it to you. It, it, uh, if, you just, if you go on our website, OCP, okay. just Google OCP, that's the best way of contacting us about that. Okay. Or if you have any concerns, you can also call our Consumer Resource Center, and that's 587-4272. So that's 587-4272. Okay. And provide the information that way, too. And that, I'm sorry, that 587-4272 number is for what? For your... It's, consumer, it's a Consumer Resource Center for... Uh, for uh, consumer protection and is also that, for the regulated industries complaint office. Is that a local office? There's an invest. Yes, it is. Oh, okay, 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 fabulous. Yes, okay, all right. So, uh, in case you are uh, you out there are just tuning in, we are doing our our Kumu Kokua segment. We have Steve Levins from the Office of Consumer Protection talking to us about frauds and scams. We're very happy to have you with us, man, because yeah. there's a lot for you to deliver to us. Yes, and uh, so Stephen, we were just talking a moment ago about debt relief. Now that we have so many people who are unemployed, I mean, Hawaii right now is at about two hundred ten, two hundred twenty thousand people who have filed unemployment. So we have a a lot of people who are going to be struggling with debt and you we're saying your office is anticipating that we're going to see a lot of like scams related to that can you talk about that a little bit 
Well, not only scams, but this is a heavily regulated area. And we've had problems in the past, especially uh, that started back, oh, 2007, 2008, with the Great Recession back then that was focused in on what's called mortgage rescue operations. And we have a law here in Hawaii, and there are federal laws that covers this type of situation. So, for instance, if you're having difficulty, you know, there are going to be people, a lot of people, going to have problems paying their, more, paying their mortgage, paying their rent. And there are people who are going to come to you and claim that they're white knight in shining armor and they're going to help you. Mm -hmm. And all you got to do is pay them money up front. And a lot of times there's a lot of money up front. It could be ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. And they're going to negotiate with your financial institution and help you resolve all of these problems that you're having paying your mortgage or paying your rent or paying your credit card bill. Mm -hmm. So in Hawaii, first of all, with respect to mortgage, you can't be, they're not entitled to receive any money until they have fully performed. And the reason for that, we had this law in place. We were one of the first states that put this law in place uh, over 10 years ago. And uh, the reason the law went into place is people were, were giving people ten, fifteen thousand dollars, and what they were doing is pocketing the money, not performing on their promises, or doing very little, and then people were just their hole was actually uh, deeper than Oof. when they first started out. Mm -hmm. They would have been better off dealing with their bank or or uh, themselves. So what the law what the law says mm -hmm. is you cannot they cannot demand payment until they fully perform and the amount for for mortgage rescue in Hawaii is the maximum they can charge are two mortgage payments so for instance say your mortgage is $2500 a month mm -hmm. and you're you're behind and you uh, someone comes to you and says, well, I can help you with this. Uh, you know, let's enter into this agreement. So, and you decide to enter into an agreement. The most that they're entitled to would be $5,000. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to give them that $5,000 until they have fully performed what they said they would do. So if they've only partially performed, mm -hmm. if they've only done 90% of what they claim that they were going to do, you don't have to pay them. But the big thing is that um, you really have to be look out for these uh, characters because they're going to be coming out of the woodwork um, oh, no. within the, the next few months. Mm -hmm. uh, as, as clear as the sun is going to be rising oh, no. in the east, uh, they're going to be out there and they're going to be... Um, uh, trying to take money from people because people are going to be freaked out. I mean, it's, you know, it's a lot of stress and you're, for people worried mm -hmm. about paying their mortgage mm -hmm. and also people worried about paying their rent and you've you got credit card bill come due and they're going to be worried about paying their debts. Um, again, with, the, with uh, someone coming to you and saying that they're going to help you know, paying your your credit card payment again, 
they're not entitled to get any of the money up front. That's illegal. Okay. A, a legitimate debt relief company won't make you pay any money up front. If a company is asking you to do that, it's against the law. Report them to my office okay. because we will go after that. We have taken numerous enforcement actions against persons and companies that have engaged in this kind of conduct. Uh, and um, it's a very, very serious violation of the law. Mm -hmm. uh, they're preying on people who are desperate, who have feel they have nowhere else to turn. They're giving them their last dollar and they're not going to be, uh, they're not going to get a good result at the end. So we want to know about them. Okay. Okay. That's a good point. Thank you for that. Cause I, yeah, we're expecting a lot of people to be in desperate straits now with so many unemployment filings. So that's some good advice. Um, did you have, yeah, uh, I mean, if, if, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, there are alternative alternatives. You, you go to credit counseling services, legitimate credit counseling services. You can try to negotiate yourself and ask for a modified payment plan. Uh, you can go to the credit union. Or, or, or if you're in the military, go to legal services. There are alternatives available. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Did you, um, Deb, did you have a question? Because I wanted to shift for a moment otherwise to um, charities, because there are so many organizations now out there saying, hey, if you want to help with COVID-19 you know, relief, if you mm -hmm. want to help with you know, feeding hungry people in our community or nationwide or worldwide, et cetera, donate here, donate here, donate here. How do people know what is a legitimate place to donate if they can? Well, that is a chronic problem. Anytime there's a major health event mm -hmm. like the coronavirus, uh, people want to help, right? I mean, that's human nature. You want to help out others in the community. But scammers use these same events to take advantage of our generosity. Mm -hmm. So what they'll do is they'll use sound-alike names like names of real charities. Uh, you know, they'll, uh, we've, in the past, we've had situations, just to give you an example of um, Cancer Fund of America. We had a situation. We had a case years ago in involving this charity that were soliciting people here in Hawaii and across the country. Mm -hmm. And it turned out that only about two or three percent of the money that was being taken in was actually being used for a charitable purpose. Mm -hmm. And you know what the charitable purpose was? It was it was education about um, uh, ways of. Uh, uh, preventing cancer oh. and you know how that information was conveyed mm. it were there were five tips on the outside of the envelope that they were using oh heavens <laughs> wow <laughs> that, no that's one of the extreme and they, they it, just in hawaii i think they took in like four or five hundred thousand dollars oh gosh but this is a good point because they're going to be charities so-called charities coming out of the woodwork and uh, just because you get a solicitation from someone claiming they're going to do something, whether it's a company or a charity, doesn't mm -hmm. mean that it's it's true. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean mm -hmm. that it's accurate. It may just be a ripoff. So, 
the best thing to do in times like this are to give to charities that you're familiar with, that have been around for a long time, mm -hmm. that have a good track record. And again, uh, if you get an unsolicited email from one of these charities that uh, you're familiar with, be very careful because it may not be what it seems to be. For yeah. instance, and, you know, from the it may not be from the Red Cross. It may be from uh, it may be from someone else who's trying to fish for your information. Yeah. So rather than click on a link, if you're inclined, or if someone calls you on the telephone, contact, go online, or if you have the information from a past donation, use that information to donate. Don't rely on information that someone is providing to you either. On uh, on the telephone or online. Okay, okay. That's you need to do research before giving, and um, there are websites available. There's a good one called Gold Star, mm -hmm. and the Attorney General's Office also has a, a web page on charities. Okay, okay. And, but Gold Star is good because it, it, it will give you in basic information on how much of the money that a charity receives goes for a legitimate charitable purpose. Because with a lot of these charities, what mm -hmm. they end up doing is they eat up a lot of the costs in so-called administrative expenses. So you could have a situation in which the, the CEO of the charity, mm -hmm. you know, really the, the promoter of the charity, is paying themselves a salary of hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars and very little of the money that is collected actually goes for charitable mm -hmm. purposes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you have, okay. You, you have a, I'm not even talking about out-and-out -out fraud here. Mm -hmm. they, you know, you're, you're collecting money to benefit, um, you know, seniors who have um, got this coronavirus mm -hmm. and for their recovery, and they, co they collect a million dollars. Well, you know, maybe 800000 of that is tied up at administrative expenses, and they give the other $200,000 for, mm -hmm. for the so-called charitable purpose. Got it, got it. I don't it. know about you, but I wouldn't want to give someone, you know, $100 mm -hmm. knowing that $80 is going to pay the salary or the salaries of the people in the charity. Right, right, so, right. Really, if I can ask you a, a follow-up question on that, just really, really quick. We've got a couple minutes before we got to go to another break, but um, is there any way to discern GoFundMe efforts? Because, I, you know, lots of times we see people launching GoFundMe, you know, fundraiser efforts, and how, there, am I right in just assuming that there is just no way to know for sure who is legitimately raising money through a GoFundMe? Like you just, it's, it's, you got to just be basically consumer beware. Well, it's, it's definitely more difficult. Mm -hmm. You're right. Uh, because, you know, you need to see the, what the relationship is with the promoters and the beneficiaries of the, the promotion. And, you know, GoFundMe will, say that they monitor this stuff and they, they they're looking for fraud and if it's um, if there's any indication of any kind of fraud they'll suspend the account mm -hmm. and make sure that the uh, the donors get their money back but you really have to to look at this with your eyes wide open because 
for instance, if I start a GoFundMe uh, uh, account and and I want to benefit you, well, first of all, I should have a conversation with you to <laughs> to let you know that I'm doing this and uh, make sure that you're okay with it. I mean, we've had situations before where people are even, you know, giving them the benefit of the doubt, they're mm-hmm. well-meaning, but they set up these campaigns and the beneficiary of the campaign doesn't even know about it. Well, you know, maybe they don't want the money. Maybe they don't want to be have their name used for this type of purpose. Mm. And then what the happens to the money, well right? Taken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think okay. the point is well taken that you really, it's much more difficult to discern whether this is legitimate or not. Got it, got it. Okay, okay, that's good advice. We wanted to actually really briefly address also the issue of price gouging. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Because I feel like, just, and this is just completely anecdotal, I feel like in the beginning we were seeing lots of reports of price gouging of all kinds, and I, I feel like at least online and social media, I'm, I've seen that taper down just a little bit, but I don't know, is that your sense? Uh yeah, I think that's probably true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in the past, and I think it says a lot about the people here in Hawaii, you compare like natural disasters that occur here in Hawaii versus on the mainland, the extent of claims or problems with price gouging pale in comparison. I mean, the stuff that goes on in Florida or in, or in the mainland when there's a natural disaster is just insane, the amount of hmm. price gouging that occurs. In Hawaii, it's been my experience over the years that the claims relating to price gouging, pay, as I said, pale in comparison to what goes on in the mainland. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's not to minimize a uh, situation in which if a, if a business or a person is engaging in price gouging, it will be fully investigated by the Office of Consumer Protection. And we've received complaints since this started. You mm-hmm. know, first it was on toilet paper and things <laughs> like Purell, and then it's on masks now. So we will fully investigate every complaint that comes in because it's a very serious thing if a business is trying to take advantage of a situation and you know just raises the prices automatically for mm-hmm. something that uh, is in need only to take advantage of people's um, you know desperation in the moment as yeah. a, you know a society we shouldn't be operating that way and it really is against the law so I don't want to minimize it. Fortunately, it hasn't been a huge problem here in Hawaii. But if someone does have a concern about that, they should file a complaint with the Office of Consumer Protection. Okay. And I can give you that email address now. Okay, yes, so please. The email is, yeah, so it's uh, uh, the best way is OCP at dcca.hawaii.gov. So, again, it's OCP. Mm-hmm at dcca.hawaii.gov. And that goes yeah. to your office. about something, mm-hmm. yeah, send that email along and it will be evaluated by an experienced investigator and it will be followed up on. 
Okay, okay. I'm also looking at your uh, at the website um, for the Department of Commerce and Consumer Affairs for Hawaii, and there is a, a link there that also says file a complaint. Is that does that go to the same office? It does. Okay. Yes. And, okay. And that's you know if it's if it's something that we can uh, determine is is serious enough, we will encourage the the person to file a complaint. But there, you know we recognize because of the situation out there right now, not everyone has access to a computer, mm-hmm. not everyone can, you know, type in their complaint. So we will take information verbally over the telephone or uh, if someone wants to leave a message or if, by email, if someone can just provide as much information as possible, we will be following up on that. Okay. And the Consumer Resource Center, again, is 5874272. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Five eight seven four two seven two. Okay. And we will post all that information on our Kumu Facebook also so folks know where to go and where to complain to if they think they've uh, experienced fraud or a scam or anything like that. And Stephen, just so people don't uh, think that it's just you doing all of this work <laughs> all by yourself, <laughs> how, how big is your office, by the way? Uh, we have about 20 people who work for us. We have offices also in and over in Maui, and um, most of the people work here in Honolulu. Right now, uh, everybody's working remotely and actually doing a, a great job working remotely, have access to computers, and uh, we're finding that we're able to do what we need to do remotely, mm-hmm. which, if necessary, will also involve filing lawsuits against companies that are ripping people off ripping people off here in Hawaii. Okay. They just stand idly by and let let these scammers take advantage of our people. Yeah. Thank you for staying on yeah, duty. We appreciate that. Yeah, Thank you. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, Stephen Levins from uh, the Office of Consumer Protection, the executive director there. Thank you so much for sharing so much uh, great information and helping uh, all of our consumers out there stay safe from all these scammers. Unfortunately, there are just too many. Yeah, my, my pleasure, and it's uh, an honor to really, and I really mean this, it's really an honor to, to serve the people of the state of Hawaii. That's awesome. Thank you. And by the way, Stephen tells you, if it seems like a scam, it's a scam. <laughs> don't do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Just don't do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Uh, yeah, thank delete you. those emails. There you yeah. go. Delete right, those emails well, immediately. Thank you.